What a busy traffic on this Friday evening. I am almost stuck in this traffic for the last 40 minutes. And there is no way, I think, for me to get to the show. The Sienna T Radio Song Bank. Which is going to start very shortly. It's one of my favorite shows. And my, my, what a way to wind down for the weekend. Perfect two hours of fun-filled music. And she has so many great features. Sound of Music. Undercover. Foreign Exchange. Name that tune. And the big wheel that she spins. For who's that? Or where are we? We cannot forget about the international stage. I have never come across such a great show in my life. I think I will have to press hard on my accelerator and go as fast as I can to get home in time. Wow! Wow! Look! I made it! I am almost there! Sienna t Making your day brighter, one song at a time. Listen to Cianity Radio, because that is where it's at, baby. And it goes a little something like this. Listen to Sienna. You're gonna like it. Check it out. Sienna has the best songs, the best vibes from around the world. Tune in now, or you're missing out. Looking for conversations on books and more, as well as tutorials on using your favorite devices and applications? You've come to the right place. Join us weekly on Spicy Techie, where Ali, Makara, and Sienna provide insightful conversations as well as useful tips and tricks to help you along on your technological journey. To learn more, Tune in to the show and like the Spicy Techie Facebook page. Search for Spicy Techie. Looking for a sports podcast that covers sports weekly as well as gets you set up for the day? Check out Weekly in Sports with me, Scott McGregor. We give some shout-outs of the week to podcasts like this one, and those who do them discuss the Blue Jays, Bill, Raptors, and more. To learn more, check out the Sports for Beginners Facebook page. Search Sports for Beginners.
welcome to Broadcast Map. This is the show I cover the world of broadcasting, sports media, and from time to time, my favorite sports teams. Here is your host, Ali Musa. studio for Broadcast Map with your host, Ali Musa. Good morning. Welcome to the Blue Jay. Welcome to a Blue Jay season recap and a season review here on Broadcast Map. On the day of this recording, it is Monday, October the 30th 2023 i am ali musa joined today by ben shulman ben thank you so much as always for coming on again i really appreciate you taking some time thanks for having me on ali i really appreciate it my pleasure um and um i guess uh, you're becoming a veteran i guess on the show now oh yeah i've made uh, a couple appearances now yeah i'm, I'm uh, no rookie anymore <laughs> That's great. You know, but we always, we always, you know, we, we always, you know, we always want to see now, see, you see, you know, now that you see, we always want listeners to kind of think, you know, that they think of, you know, when they think of, say, they think of Ben Shulman, they think of the Jays, they think of, uh, you know, they think of that sort of thing. That's kind of how that's, um, it, it, it gives them some familiarity, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy to be, uh, you know, a, a correspondent of sorts. Uh, oh, coming and, yeah. and dropping and give give some uh blue jays uh opinions at least or uh some some thoughts uh every once in a while absolutely well you've been named a regular i appreciate that proud to be on the list all right sounds good so tell us um give us your perspective um on the 2023 blue jays season as a whole but let's start with you mentioned here at the all like when we when we had a conversation at the all-star break um that you were okay with the um with the varsho um acquisition for uh i mean originally it was eric swanson and then well Teo, then Teo was in there as well in that mix how are you feeling about that now yeah so if, if you look at at the two big trades just the the quick one, the Eric Swanson for Teoscar Hernandez, I I think still stands as a trade that was a success for the Blue Jays. I thought Eric Swanson was really really good for the Blue Jays this year. They used him, uh, you know, pretty much as much as anyone out of their bullpen. Trevor Richards had a couple more innings, but he got some starts, so that kind of uh, you know feeds into what his innings count was going to be. Um, but when you look at the VAR show for Moreno and Guriel trade, I mean, I I. I still believe that this is a trade that you have to look at over multiple years. The Blue Jays are going to have Varsho for four years. Uh, you know, Gabriel Moreno is a six-year Arizona Diamondback, including this past season. But the the first year of this trade certainly went 
way in favor of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Gabriel Moreno had a, a really, really strong season. He didn't start that well, but his offense really picked up in the second half, and he was a great defender throughout. Uh, and then Lourdes Gurriel Jr. had, you know, probably the best offensive season of his his career. He was really, really good uh, and and completely blew away really what he did last year for the Blue Jays, which I think is is part of why his trade value maybe wasn't as high. Uh, as it as it could have been uh, before he was dealt. So I, I think that the Diamondbacks definitely won year one of this trade. I think the early predictions for me would say that the Diamondbacks look like they're going to come out better in the trade. But I, I still think that there's a lot of unknown with with a couple more years coming up for Varsho. Uh, and, and at least what he did defensively last season, even though he struggled with the bat, uh, was really impressive, I thought. So if, if he can get something going offensively, I think that the Blue Jays could get a lot more value out of the trade. But yeah, year one, I, I think it's pretty clear the Arizona Diamondbacks won that trade for the first season of it. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm sort of feeling, too. But do you but in but in a lot of ways, so do we not feel here that of looking at it? in a sense that perhaps the Blue Jays kind of lost out on it, in a sense, because of the fact that you're seeing Marino and, um, you know, doing so like and doing so well at this point um, for the Diamondbacks here. I mean, look at where they are. They're currently in the World Series, if we look as we sit here today. Yeah, it's 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 incredible and it's awesome for Gabby Moreno. I mean, I I'm not one who sees someone get traded away from the organization and doesn't want them to do well. Uh, you know, it wasn't like they traded Gabby Moreno to the Yankees. So I think it's great that he's he's performing so well. And and same with Gurriel. I mean, a guy that a lot of Blue Jay fans love. This is, you know, Blue Jay fans wish that Gurriel would have been playing in his first World Series in a Blue Jay uniform. But it is awesome for the guy that he gets the opportunity to play in a, in a spectacle like this. And I think really cool for Blue Jay fans to see someone that, that they like a lot, uh, get an opportunity to do something like this. Uh, yeah. The, 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 you know, the play of Gabby Moreno, I think has made it difficult because a lot of why Gurriel was traded. And I think you can live a bit with his breakout season is because he was about to be a free agent. He's going to be a free agent this year. He might not be with Arizona next season. And so, you don't know how much value they got out of that. Although if they win the world series, they'll say a lot. Um, but with Moreno playing so well, that's, that's the dangerous part of the trade. You, you trade away a guy who looks like he can play one of the most important positions on the field uh, and, and hit really well at it. That's a difficult thing to replace. They're trying to do the same thing. I think I, I imagine Dalton Varsha will be in center field, which is also one of the most important positions on the field. I would guess that he'll be there sooner rather than later on an everyday basis but he didn't hit the way Moreno hit this year. And so it, it it has not looked great so far. We could be looking next year and Varsho could have had a much better season than Moreno at the plate, or it could have been another really good one for Moreno. I still think there is a lot of wiggle room, but yeah, it doesn't, it certainly doesn't feel good. I think for a lot of Blue Jay fans to see Moreno, I think he's got four, or maybe five postseason home runs as we speak right now. And the Blue Jays scored one run in the playoffs in general. They definitely could have used uh pop like that from the catcher position with Danny Jansen injured. So it it's tough, you know. I it's they paid a big price for Dalton Varsho. And uh, you know, there is, whether people say it or not, now a lot of pressure on them and him to make it work because Moreno is so good. Yeah, no, I I, I agree with you there. Um, what about now? 
what, what are your now? Now we sort of circle in overall. What were your impress thoughts now on that roller coaster season that the Jays had? It was not up to expectations. Um, it they it did not as as we both know that it did not the season did not live up to expectations. Yeah, it did. I mean, there's no there's no way around it. I think any season can be saved in the playoffs. And if they had made a, a run in the playoffs, I think we could have absolved a lot of what was frustrating throughout the year. But at the end of the day, although I think it's always an accomplishment to make the playoffs, this was a team with, you know, a lot of money invested, a, a payroll that was top 10 in baseball, uh, a lot of, of big ticket stars, a huge attendance number. Uh, you know, and a lot of season ticket holders. And the expectation was, uh, you know, that this team would have a real shot at it and winning fewer than 90 games, even though they didn't really try in the final game of the season and getting swept in the wild card for the second straight year is, is not living up to that expectation. I, I think a lot of things, you know, can be attributed to why they weren't as good as we thought they were going to be. It, it's hard to say what that one, those things in your mind. Well, I, I think the biggest thing for me, um, you know, there are so many, but I think the biggest thing for me is the Toronto Blue Jays didn't hit enough home runs this year at the end of the day. I, I think that uh, you have to hit a lot of home runs to win games, and I think you have to hit a lot of home runs to win in the playoffs, especially because hitting, you know, four or five, you know, singles and doubles in a row off of quality pitching in the playoffs is really, really difficult. You're facing a really good team's best pitcher or second best pitcher almost every single night. So I, I think that, you know, it was a, a bit, I think, of it probably had to do with the trades that they made. Uh, certainly they traded away some home run power when they gave away uh, Guriel and Hernandez. But I think a lot of it had to do with just guys that were on the team that didn't have uh, years that really match up with their career stats. I mean, you know, it's not a long career, but Alejandro Kirk uh, hit far fewer home runs this year than last year. So did Vlad. Uh, you know, Bobachet with 20 is fine, but it's not great. Chapman hit, didn't even get to 20, which is surprising for him. You expect him to be a, a 20 homer guy who can even flirt with 30 a lot of the time. 20 was a big drop for Varsho, who hit 27 last year. Uh, even George Springer, I think 21, you probably expect at least like mid to high 20s from him in homers. So uh, I, I think that there were a, a large number of drop-offs. I think that even though you got career seasons from Danny Jansen, who hit uh, you know a fair number of homers, even Kevin Biggio got involved in home run hitting in a way that he hadn't before. You had Davis Schneider hit homers at really an unprecedented rate for guys coming up in their rookie season. But because they had so many of their you know really feature players, I think have a step back in that department. I, I think that they just weren't able to score enough runs. I mean, the runners in scoring position was a thing we talked about for a lot of the year. It was an issue, but it largely corrected by the end of the season. They ended up as as kind of an average team, 13th, I think they finished uh, in baseball and batting average with runners in scoring position, but they weren't they weren't hitting the ball out of the yard. And, uh, you know, a single with a runner on second is great, but a homer is even better. And they just weren't able to do that. They didn't score enough runs and they put too much stress on stress on their pitching because of it. Yeah. So the, so I take it here. So the bottom line here is that they did not score enough runs and it showed even in that playoff series against the, uh, uh, the, uh, the playoff series. I, I just said the playoff series. I meant the wild card. Series. yeah still playoffs okay count. yeah right that um they couldn't you know they they and that showed it showed there too 
that they couldn't beat, that they could not uh, score, um, that they did not score that many uh, runs. And now, of course, now we move to the press conferences, to the to the Shapiro and Atkins press conferences. In your mind, in your opinion, did we hear what we were expecting to? I honestly was a little disappointed with what was said there by both of them. But um, but what are your thoughts? You're more of an expert than I am on this stuff. I mean, I think we were surprised uh, in in one major way, probably just that, you know, the, all the focus uh, a couple weeks ago was on the move with Jose Barrios in that game. And I think that a lot of people were under the impression it may may still be or may not be. I don't know that um, that the front office played a role in a decision like that. And what was communicated, at least in the Ross Atkins press conference, was that that was a decision that was ultimately made by John Schneider in the dugout. I think some people have said that they don't, uh, you know, still don't feel that way. Some people, uh, you know, do now think that that decision was all in John Schneider's hands. I don't really have an opinion on what happened because I don't really know. But uh, I think that was the the biggest surprise in terms of, you know, I think that there was some expectation from people that we would hear um, something like John Schneider or Ross Atkins is not returning next year. Personally, I didn't expect that at all. John Schneider was coming off of his first full season as manager, uh, you know, of a major league baseball team. I think that some leeway is given there, certainly, even if they did have some things that they might want to get corrected. And I don't know that for a fact. Um and he's got two more years on his contract that I don't think they want to pay for him to not manage the Toronto Blue Jays. And then, uh, you know, Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro seem to be, you know, a duo, to be honest. They came over together from Cleveland. And so I, I wasn't expecting Mark Shapiro to come out and say that Ross Atkins' job was in jeopardy, to be honest, because I think that they, um, you know, I, I think that not no one is perfectly tied together like they are individuals, but I think that they're a partnership in a lot of ways that they work together and, and that's what they want to do. So I wasn't surprised. I think, I think some Blue Jays fans were, and that doesn't mean that other changes couldn't come to the team in terms of coaching and in other positions. But uh, I would say the biggest surprise to me was still the first thing that I mentioned that uh, Ross Atkins had mentioned that the decision with the Barrios game plan was down to John Schneider and not something that had been game planned uh, from the front office and, and kind of implemented by John Schneider. But see, but some kind of a change has to happen. I think now, ultimately, that's what like that's what people were um, saying. I, I don't know if you had a chance to kind of go back, but a little bit there. But um, when I, when I had this conversation, when we had this conversation back in the in the summertime, and of course, I also had um, you may remember I also had uh, Matthew Cause in here. Um. And one of the, one of the things that she, that um, that was said that he had mentioned, and I mean that ultimately the blame would come on Ross Atkins. But I don't think that now, based on what we've heard, that may not be what we've what has what is the case. 
I mean, I think, you know, the public is deciding whatever the public wants to decide on, yep. on blame. Yep. And there's a possibility that, you know, I, I don't think that they go around in the in the Blue Jays front office, to be honest, and they say, OK, who's the one person we're going to blame for this? They probably collectively all take some of it. So, you know, I, I whether moves were made that were right or wrong or anything, I just think that that Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro, you know, Shapiro's his boss, ultimately. And I think that they are a partnership that's probably not going to be broken, uh, at least soon. Um, so I, I think that changes could be made in certain ways. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if there's a, a change in how they do some, you know, of of their hitting instruction, let's say, if they look for something like that. That's just something that a lot of people have said. I haven't heard anything about it, but it has been mentioned a lot. Um, but uh, I would I would still be surprised, to be honest, if the manager or the general manager changed at this point. I think that uh, at least for the, the two more years that John Schneider's under contract, Vladdy's under contract, and Bo Bichette is under contract, this is likely the group. And then maybe after that, I think there's there's a possibility for for something different or it goes well and, and it ends up, you know, being the same for a long time. And, and that's uh, probably, you know, the best case scenario, because that means the Blue Jays are winning and, and people here are happy. I think as we look at it here, though, like what about now? Now, what do you feel here the offseason should look like? What do you feel the offseason looking like for this team? What yeah. what do they need to address in um what do they need to address? Yeah, so it, it's an interesting offseason. I, I think it's actually a really exciting one. You know, I, I I think it'll take a couple more weeks, maybe a couple more months for people to shake off kind of the feeling of, of how the season ended. But I do think that it's an interesting offseason for Blue Jays fans to look into because they have uh, you know, they they've clearly committed to spending a lot of money. So I don't think there's a worry that they're not going to try for some guys. Um, you know, it's still within reason. They're not going to spend like the Yankees, but they're but they're going to be in 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 around the top 10 in payroll and they get a lot of money off the books. Uh, you know, Matt Chapman being a free agent, that's 10 million dollars right there that they're not paying anymore. Hyunjin Ryu, 20 million dollars. Uh Brandon Belt, 9 million dollars. Kevin Kiermaier I think is 6 million dollars. Uh, so there is, you know, uh, Jimmy Garcia is off the books now. I think that's a couple million dollars. So there's some money for the Blue Jays to spend, but they need uh, to fill a couple spots in the starting lineup. Like they have to make uh, some changes here that are going to really impact the team. Not to mention, I forgot to mention Whit Merrifield's a free agent and that's some money off the books. Uh, although he has a mutual option, technically could be with the team, but I, I, I'd be surprised. So any of these guys could resign. But as of right now, the Blue Jays, you know, need to fill at least one outfield spot and two infield spots, second and third base, and then either center field or left field, depending on where they want to play bar show next year. It's not a loaded free agent class, but I think that there are some guys that they can go get that have some home run power. I, I think Hunter Renfro is an interesting guy. Uh, you know, Jamer Candelario was traded. Uh, Renfro play, can play left field. He's an okay defender. Uh, he's got a good arm. He's not the most mobile, but he can hit for power. Uh, and really burned the Blue Jays in the Angels series at Rogers Center this year. Uh, and then, you know, third base, I think Jamer Candelario is interesting. He was traded to the Cubs uh, at the deadline, and and he's a pretty solid player uh, if they're looking for someone with experience. They obviously have some options like David Schneider, Kevin Biggio, uh, that they could look at to play a little bit more maybe next year than they did this past year. But I would guess that that they're going to go after a couple guys. There's always the possibility of them going after someone like Cody Bellinger. I mean, he will, 
more than likely be out there. They were connected to him last year. I'd be surprised if they could reel in Bellinger. I think that, you know, teams like New York's and San Francisco and LA teams, maybe not, maybe not the Dodgers anymore because he used to play there. But um, I, I think that teams will be pretty aggressive after him. But I, I, whether they get Bellinger or not, I do think that there are a handful of guys out there that can help make them better. Uh, and and maybe there's an opportunity to bring someone back like a Kevin Kiermeyer or something if they're interested because he was pretty helpful this year. But uh, I, I think that there is some some fun stuff they can do, and the the luxury they have is. They have four starting pitchers that they know are very, very good. Uh, you know, I, I think that you are feeling very confident about Bassett, Barrios, Gosman, and Kikuchi going into your rotation next season. I still think that you're, you know, it was a rocky end or it was a rocky year, but I still think that you're intrigued by Alec Manoa in the rotation. You, I, I would say another priority, you might want to go get some insurance, a guy who could be your fifth starter, like a, you know, a, a veteran who can either start for you in the fifth spot Maybe he's a bullpen guy if he's not like a Ross Stripling, or maybe he's a triple-A starter if he's not. Um, but I, I think that you do have the luxury pretty much of feeling like your bullpen is most mostly set, to be honest. Uh, your starting rotation is mostly set, and it's just about going and getting, I think, a little bit more uh, firepower offensively to fill in at second, third, and, and left field to try and make this team uh, a better version of it than it was this past season. That is going to be awesome. And um, what are your plans for the offseason, Ben? This offseason, uh, I'll be returning uh, to some work I do with uh, MLSC, Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment. I'm working for uh, Raptors 905, the G League team for the Toronto Raptors. So uh, I do some of their games on the radio and some of them on, on TV as well in Mississauga. Uh, it's my second year going there, and the first one was really fun, so I'm looking forward to it. We get uh, some of the two-way players that actually play on the Raptors as well play there. So if you're looking for uh, uh, you know some some info on some of the guys that – could help the Raptors out this year uh, off the bench or, or could impact them in, in some interesting situations. Definitely tune in uh, to what's going on with the 905 or come out to a game. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's uh it's definitely, you know, very affordable and, and, and a, a great time in high quality basketball. So I uh, can't wait to return to the 905 this year and, uh, and see what the future of the Raptors looks like. And where can people listen to those games? So those games go out on Saga 960. Uh, I thought, okay, yeah, I thought that's where they would go. Keep going. Yeah, so so Saga 960 AM, you can find it on there. You can also stream it, if I'm not mistaken, online. Uh, so if you're looking to listen uh, to the G League games that, that the 905 are playing, or if you're looking to watch them, uh, they go on NBA TV Canada. They get replayed elsewhere as well. So uh, you can tune into the games there to watch as well. But uh, it's it should be a lot of fun. It's really exciting. And can't wait to get started in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And, uh, of course, the summertime, uh, back with the Jays again. Hoping so. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I, I had a, a ton, a ton of fun working uh, in and around the Jays this season. Everyone that I worked with at Fan 590 was just awesome. And, uh, you know, even though the team was disappointing, it was still a lot of fun to work around, uh, you know, a, a high-quality team. They were still a very, very, very good team and and got to see a lot, uh, you know, I think of of winning and, and good baseball. So uh, it was definitely a, a great experience and uh, would love to do it again. Yeah. And look, are you looking forward to hearing the voice of Ben Wagner again? 
Oh, I love Ben Wagner. I mean, he is just uh, just one of the best broadcasters and one of the best people I think that you can have out there. I mean, my year uh, was was clearly better, uh, like much, much better because of uh, the help and support that, you know, Ben provided me. He's got a lot of experience in this and, uh, you know, and, and is really good at what he does. And and so he, you know, whether it's it's the actual game or or just uh, doing the job in general, he is uh, you know, an, an awesome, awesome guy, uh, I think, for Blue Jays fans uh, to listen to and and just, uh, you know, a, a great, great person to work with as well. What was, his, what was one of his advice to you? Um, oh, from- I mean, the, you know, it's 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 so many different things. It's hard to pin down. But from, you know, just if uh, you had to pick one. I, yeah. One thing I'll say is Ben is is in and around the team a lot more. Uh, you know, than I am on a daily basis because he did, you know, over 130 games this year uh, or maybe even over 140 games this year. Uh, And so he, you know, is in that clubhouse all the time. And so he can really help me out, I think, with just kind of, you know, understanding uh, the dynamics and and what you need to do in there and and how to get, uh, you know, how to build relationships and, and stuff like that, because that's a big part of what you want to bring to the broadcast overall. So I think, you know, Ben with his experience with that group and, and in the majors in general, you know, is, is uh, definitely someone to, to watch and stuff like that. And the way that he uh, conducts himself at the ballpark, not, not always having to, you know, explicitly say that, Hey, you should do this, but kind of just like leading uh, by what he's doing. Yeah, and I think so. And actually, uh, I believe he actually, I think he lives in Dunedin during the off season. He's out in Florida. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, and I think a lot of the uh, the Blue Jays in general, honestly, are out there. I mean, I get it. You know, I'm I'm a bit of a cold weather guy, but I I understand that. You know, it's the uh, the warm weather and the and you know the the beaches and and the ocean it's uh it's understandable why why you'd head out there i i uh i don't blame him necessarily and, and it definitely makes no, the yeah. training uh pretty easy yeah and um yeah no i don't i mean um you know he uh you know he would probably have a lot of stories to share too you know having you know he would have a lot of stories to share too Oh, I'm sure. I mean, uh, you know, he is he has been around it at the major league level, at the minor league level. And I and honestly, like if, if we are talking about things in a game and, and sharing anything before, I feel like a lot of it ends up coming from the minors because that's where a lot of the 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 funniest stuff and the wildest stuff ends up happening because it's it's kind of just a uh it's it's ridiculous in, in kind of the best ways down there in the minor league. So uh, you know, I, I think that uh, you know, he's he's definitely a- experienced a lot, and I'm sure he does have a, a lot of great stories. Awesome stuff. And um, yeah. And uh, so, yeah. And working. Yeah. No, no. As we uh, as we uh, wrap up, is there something is there something you want to know? Uh, and and uh, is there something you want to know about me? Something that you anything you want to ask me? Something that you think either you wanted to know or something you think listeners might want to know. Hmm. Well, I, you, you do really go all over the map and cover all the sports and, and really get involved with everything. Is there a, a specific thing that you 
enjoy the most? Like, do you get up for Blue Jays season the most? Is it Austin Matthews scoring back-to-back hat tricks to start the season? Is there are there topics that you get most excited for um, when you're you know deciding what you're going to cover? You know something for me, as you know, I really have a um, you know I I'm a I'm a big Jays and a and a big Jays and a Leafs guy and Raptors guy too, but also I really am more of a fan as I, I'm I'm a lot more fascinated as you, as you take a look at the roster that we've had that I've had and continue to have like I I have more of a of a fascination with the media side with okay. the sports right yeah. with the sports media side and even the world of broadcasting in general that that seems to be something that um that i i have a real deep um deep passion and enthusiasm for and i also have enthusiasm for like all the teams that i cover so i feel that's really the um other piece as well well, that's very cool. I mean, I have a, a deep passion and enthusiasm for broadcast as well. So it's uh, it's always great to uh, to meet a a fellow card carrier. You know, and and I think too, right? For me, it's always been about um, you know, I I have always wanted to you know to do something like this. I've always kind of wanted to do something in the sense of um um you know kind of you know is in the sense to just kind of do you know and just kind of do it in my own sort of not necessarily my own way but in a way that kind of fits for me yeah well that's what you have to do you know especially today i feel like there's so many things going on that you kind of just have to do whatever you think is best or you'll end up copying someone else, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what, what, like, you know, you, you, I know you've been following a little bit of stuff that I've been doing a little bit. I know probably, I know. And uh, so what have you liked about what, about the way that I do and run things? I mean, I appreciate the, the variety of perspectives. I think you're not afraid to go at, a topic like the Blue Jays, you know, let's say postseason and get a couple different voices in on it. Because while I have my opinion on the trades or what they need to do or what happened or why they, you know, didn't perform offensively to the level we thought they would, it's not like my opinion is, is some sort of word of truth. There's there's lots of opinions on it and lots of different uh, ways that I think people could think about it and probably lots of different right answers. So uh, it it is cool that you got that you get to, you know, bring on different people and hear uh, how they get to look at an issue. And so people can kind of compare and and decide which viewpoints they're going to go after. Yeah, so you probably did see I had uh, Ian Hunter on a few weeks ago, too. Yes. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, you did a couple of Blue Jays reactions, right? You had Scott McGregor on as well, a, a few of them. Yep. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, as, as we, uh, as we, uh, wrap up here, where can people, uh, find you online? LinkedIn, Facebook? How can people connect I, with you? You can check me out on Twitter or X or, or whatever people call it now. Uh, you know, at Ben Shulman7. 
is where I post, uh, you know, a lot of what my work stuff is going to be. I'll, you know, before every 905 game, I think I'll throw the link in there uh, or at least uh, let you know that we're about to get started so you can go listen. But uh, yeah, that's that's where the majority of my stuff is is going to be there. So if uh, you want to reach out to me about anything or in general, just, uh, you know, if you were interested in what I was doing for some reason, you, yeah, that's that's the place that you're going to find out the most stuff. Good stuff, and there'll be a link to the that contact information in the that information in the uh, show notes as well. And uh, my contact information is in the show notes as well. You can find uh, connect with me on LinkedIn and like the broadcast map Facebook page by searching broadcast map. And broadcast map will return on Thursday, November second, when we will have. Dan Mahar, co-host of the OHL podcast, along with Mike Farwell, we'll talk some, maybe we'll, we'll have a little bit of Kitchen Rangers, we'll probably talk a little bit of, um, yes, I'm a Kitchen Rangers fan too, I um, gotta support those guys too, mm-hmm. and um, also, fa- and uh, we'll get into all sorts of different content regarding uh, Leafs and the Raptors as well. And then uh what we've also what I what I will also be doing is during the uh Christmas season, we will be taking a little bit of uh, a break to recharge. So we will uh be doing that maybe about a week or two, just that week kind of up to Christmas there, just week after Christmas, or just kind of just to kind of recharge and then get back into it in the new year as well. Well, Ben, I really want to take this opportunity to thank you so much once again for joining me. And if the Jays make some kind of move this offseason, I look forward to uh, having you back if we're able to do that. Yeah, thanks so much. Would uh, would love to talk again soon. Have a great day, Ali. You too. And we say, stay tuned. There is always excellent conversation taking place. Thank you so much for listening to Broadcast Map. To learn more about the show, please visit http colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com slash broadcast map slash. Like the Broadcast Map Facebook page by searching Broadcast Map. Stay tuned. There is always excellent conversation on the way.